the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, good to be here. I'm uh, just thankful <laughs> for being here someday. And uh, pretty interesting stuff going on. It's just amazing how much news coverage you get and uh, how negative it's got to be. It's just uh, just remember, you know, when you are watching the news, there's an old saying that I don't hear a lot of younger people saying much anymore, but uh, back in my generation, uh, when you were talking about journalism, the saying was, when it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> so, and what they were talking about is, you know, if, if there's some commotion, uh, if there's some, some things aren't going right, that, that's what people like to, uh, they're naturally attracted to that, I guess. So that's what, that's why you see so many negative news stories. You don't see a lot of positive news stories. And, and I have to tell you, when you look at how complicated the current living environment is in any country around the world, I mean, everybody's got a cell phone, they've got laptops, they've got computers, the internet, uh, electric cars are coming up. Uh, actually, they're all over the place now, but the, uh, and the world's constantly changing. And you can't have all that stuff run, even half as good as it runs now. And I know, yeah, I, I get a little upset when the internet goes out. My uh, vendors who I use almost exclusively online, that, that's been messing up more recently than it has in the past, but it's still way faster than it was 15 years ago or even 10 years ago. And we're making progress all the time. And I think that's a a wonderful thing. And progress is done a little at a time. Making progress involves an awful lot of effort. Uh, It involves an awful lot of trial and effort. Uh, And uh, it's just not, possible to get everything done perfectly all the time and you know that but that's been the way of the world and in the financial world it's kind of the same you know I'm looking at where things are financially there is there are several ways to kind of gauge how cheap or expensive stocks are uh, if you look at the S&P 500 the Russell 1000 the Russell 3000 uh, I look at indexes from all over the uh, all over the place. And in fact, a little bit later in today's show, 
I'm going to go through some of the uh, performance over the past five years for all the major indexes. And I think you'll be shocked because the variance is huge. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. And in fact, the things that are supposed to be doing or should have been doing the best actually end up doing the worst. <laughs> so that's what you get for for forecasting. But uh, at any rate, the uh, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. We'll be talking about that as we go on. We're going to talk a little bit more about the fixed annuities that are out there. My, and, uh, I have a, uh, a favorite in that space, and, and I'm going to tell you why I like it so much better than a lot of the others. And uh, But, you know, having said that, they're not for everybody. In fact, there's nothing that is for everybody. Uh, most things, everything has a um, a good side and a side that may be construed as not so good. You know, like a, let's say a government bond. If you bought a government bond and you bought 10-year bonds a little over a year ago and you wanted to sell them today, you're probably going to have to sell them for less than you paid for them. Why? Because the interest rates have gone up. And when interest rates go up, when somebody can get... Oh, let's say somebody you're getting thirty dollars a bond. That's three percent for yours. And now somebody can get thirty-five dollars a bond because interest rates went up. Um, who in their right mind, except for somebody that just didn't know any better, would buy your bonds from you and give you a thousand dollars for them when they could go get thirty-five dollars in interest buying, you know, from a, a brokerage firm or, or direct? So almost nobody. And that, that's one of the risks of fixed income. And even though it's the government standing behind it, uh, this is something I think uh, they should start teaching probably right around the seventh or eighth grade. And uh, if I had anything to do with the educational systems, I would start teaching finance in seventh grade. And I would go all the way up through high school because you're not, you'll probably forget a lot of the stuff that you learn, but you know enough of the math by the time you're in seventh grade. Uh, to be able to get a really good understanding of how most of this stuff works. And it, it really, the math involved is not all that complex for the fundamentals. Now, if you want to get expert, yeah, you're going to have to study a lot more. But you can become really good without having to become a professional or, or an expert if you understand how interest rates uh, and how interest works compounding. So that's a that's a big one, and uh, I hope one day maybe they uh, they see the light and start teaching this stuff to kids before they get out of school, because it is really tough. I mean, it's really tough you, to be able to make money in financial markets. You're going to put up with a lot of volatility. That's just the way it goes. Even uh, what I was just talking about the government bonds. Now, if you're going to buy government bonds, if you buy uh, fixed annuities, the uh, or fixed indexed annuities, they give you a guaranteed interest rate, but normally it's going to be higher than government bonds or CDs. Typically, it is. Uh, that's the situation it is in today. But what is the uh, downside on it? Well, the downside is you got to stick with it. Um, and if interest rates were to go up significantly over the next ten or fifteen years. And you've got a product in there that has a uh, well, none of them have pro- um, 
let's say 10 years, because the vast majority of them will have uh, an 8 to 10 year period where you might have to pay a small penalty if you took the money out early. And um, I'm amazed at how much, how that stops people, incidentally, from using annuities. Oh, I'm going to have to pay an 8% penalty. So what? You know, the uh, if you had to have the money, I mean, first of all, you don't have to take it out. Most of them will allow you to take out, the vast majority will allow you to take out at least 10% without a penalty. The, uh, so it's not going to be 8% on the whole thing. If you had to take out in the first year, it'd be uh, 8% on 90%. So that's point, that's 7.2%. That's a whole lot better than, than being in the stock market that goes down 30 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The uh, it Everything is under light that you're comparing it to. And uh, so you do, you still do have some liquidity there. Uh, actually, a lot of liquidity. You shouldn't be taking out more than 10% a year. That's, that's a long-term investment. And uh, um, anyway, long story short, it's not as restrictive as people think they are. Um, I think kind of like taxes, some people, when you talk to them about taxes, they just hate taxes so much that they'd literally prefer to make less money to be paying less in taxes. And I've never understood that, actually. <laughs> I, I, you know, I probably have about 30% of my clients, I think, that are in that category. They just hate taxes. They like annuities because they're tax-deferred, and you get to decide when you're going to take the money out and pay taxes on it. So you could wait for a year where you might have had a bad year and say, okay, I think I'll take some money out of my annuity, and it will lower the uh, taxes that you'd have to pay on it. But uh, so it does give you some control that way. But I just think it's funny how some people will go so far out of their way to the point where they just rather have something in cash uh, as to earn interest on it and then have to pay taxes on it. And it's uh, it's kind of wild. But everybody, you know, to each their own. Uh, it's not my job to convince you to think like I think. Uh, my job to help you do what you want to do uh, as best as you can and show you all the various options that are available for you to choose from and to be familiar and help you get familiar with the types of risks that are involved in that. You know what? That's the one thing I would have to say, uh, looking back over my career, that's been most beneficial to myself and my clients is, is looking out at the risks the unforeseen risks that you may not be aware of, uh, that's the, every investment vehicle's got risks to it. Some of them have a tremendous amount of risk. Some of them, the risk is not real high to the principal, meaning if you put $10,000 in, you might get 10000 back, but you may not make anything. And there's kind of an inverse relationship. That the lower the risk you take, the lower the long-term potential return is. I'd say that's that's true in most cases. In most cases, the lower risk that you take, the lower your returns are going to be over your lifetime. However, the lower the risk, the steadier the returns. So that's kind of the payback for that. You're getting a, low, a lower return because it, it's steadier than putting your money into a bunch of stock exchange-traded funds or individual stocks. And uh, I think I, uh, I had mentioned, um, oh, yeah, this week I was going to talk about uh, uh, something that, and I, 
I just didn't have time uh, to prepare for it. It's, it's actually, if you're going to pick stocks, how you might want to do it. Uh, there are lots of services online, and the vast majority of people um, don't have time, really, to learn how to read financial statements well enough to recognize when there's a good idea. So there is a website, and uh, actually it's the Magic Formula website. I'll just give that out there right now. There's a guy by the name of Joel Greenblatt who's written a few books. He's the former hedge fund manager on picking stocks. And if I were going to pick stocks, if I really wanted to pick stocks for myself, I would just use that list and I would pick from those. Reading that book will help you uh, get up to speed with what he's doing, why he's doing it. And I, I find that that's really important. Uh, when somebody comes in and says, hey, look, Bill, I, I, I want to do a retirement income plan, which incidentally is kind of what we specialize in. It's the retirement income planning. Uh, so, and, and I'm very fond of saying, you know, you are never too young to start planning for retirement. Not a lot of people laugh about that, but here's the deal. If you've got a million dollars and you you shouldn't be taking out much more than 4 to 5% at the most, okay? That's only forty to fifty thousand dollars a year on a million bucks, okay, and it's taxable. <laughs> so, it's a million dollars is not what it used to be, and uh, uh, your poor kids are going to have to have somewhere around five or six million dollars in their investment accounts just to be able to match the median income in the United States today. <laughs> Think about that for a second. That makes those uh, Social Security payments look incredibly valuable. Take your Social Security, multiply it by 12. Let's just say you get 20000 bucks. Okay. $20,000 equals 5% of $400,000. So you got to have $400,000 to replace twenty grand. Think about that for a second. I always laugh when people uh, complain about Social Security, I'm like, man, they, they just don't know. They don't know how much capital it takes to replace the income that they're going out and earning. And I think if they taught this in uh, grade school, probably around the sixth grade, that's when you know, well, a lot of fourth and fifth graders could get it now. These kids are super smart. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if you, if you had a, a course that they had to take in high school, one in Junior high was where I think you would really uh, capture a lot of the kids' imagination, especially if you can get them before their hormones kick in. <laughs> Once their hormones kick in, it's a lot harder. <laughs> so, but if you brought this up for a, a, like high school, you know the, the math is not super complicated. I mean, you can make it as complicated as you'd like, and that's one of the things I'm not real crazy about in my industry. They love to make this stuff super complicated. And a little later in today's show, I'm going to go through uh, what you need to do for that retirement income plan. And uh, because it, it's very important, it, it's very sad in the United States, how many people get to retirement age and then realize that they're going to have to cut way back on their lifestyle. And uh, it's tough. It, tough to have to look someone in the eyes and say, well, here's what you can expect to generate in income from your investments. And they look at that and they know in the back of their mind that, you know, it's going to be hard. And so that's hard on me. Think about, you know, being the advisor that has to break that news to somebody. So it would be very helpful uh, if, and I'm working on a couple things, by the way, 
the uh, I'm working on lots of things all the time, most of the time, but uh, some tools that I should be able to make available sometime in the fall, um, fourth quarter at the latest, and tools just to go through and, and help you kind of gauge what that lifestyle is that you're uh, aspiring to, how much money you might need to get there, and how much you need to save in your investments. And there, there are two main factors in a successful retirement plan, uh, retirement income plan. The first one is understanding what it takes to maintain your lifestyle. You need to start that out. I mean, you get the most benefit if you were able to do this in your late teens. I think Warren Buffett, I read that his authorized biography, that guy was so ahead for his age. And uh, he did that when he was like 17 years old or 15 or 16, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I've only got a few seconds left here. You can call in today, 216-901-0945, if you'd like to talk or you have a question. Uh, this is Bill Bullington. You can also find me on my website, bullingtoncapital.com. Got to take a real quick commercial break here. Uh, I'll be back in just a few minutes. Charlie Kirk sees more attacks coming. They've been engaging in a 100-year project to destroy the Constitution, the promise of the Founding Fathers. They don't like the idea of separation of powers, consent to the governed, an independent judiciary. They don't like that. And they especially want the third branch of government, the Supreme Court, to act in absolute lockstep harmony with the administrative state. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 1420. The answer. And Odyssey. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply. Today. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. 
Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Well, welcome back. Hey, you might have heard that uh, vacation fixation uh, commercial running, and uh, that's actually uh, a really good service. I've used it myself, and I have to tell you, I was introduced to it because one of my clients' wives started this business out of her house, and I believe they still work out of the house, but uh, it was just a really pleasant trip that we had. I'd never taken a cruise before, and I'd always wanted to go on one, so I just called her up and said, okay. Tell me what I need to do. And it was really simple. She took care of everything. All I had to do was show up. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, that's a vacation fixation, so I give them a little plug here. I, I like it when small companies go out of their way to do a good job because my dad was a non-union, uh, not that I'm against unions at all, but uh, uh, he didn't graduate from high school. So uh, he felt it was really hard to comply with all the, the, the union stuff. But he was a non-union carpenter, and he was self-employed, and he just had a small crew. Uh, they would build a lot of houses, garages, and room additions. And uh, so I got to work really, really, really hard to see what that was like, and uh, typically not a whole lot of money. So I'm very uh, uh, happy when I see a small business that works real hard, that's very successful at what they do. So anyway, uh, I don't know how I got on that tangent, <laughs> but we were talking about uh, markets and in financial markets. I mean, you look at what the uh, small cap market did over the Russell 2000, the index. Over the past five years, that index is only up 8.3%. That is one of the biggest underperforming periods uh, in its history. Now, I've got a couple of theories about that. We can talk about that a little bit later. But uh, and I have a little bit of money in there, and and I think you know, one of the reasons I only have a little bit of money in there, uh, first of all, is that the smaller businesses today they have to grow really fast. Otherwise, there's not a whole lot of interest in them. You know. An 8 to 10% growth rate in top-line sales, most large companies would die for that. You know, and most large companies don't have that growth rate. So, But the small companies that do have that growth rate, nobody wants to invest in them. And they've been largely ignored for an incredibly long time period. And uh, I'm looking at the – so if I go up to, like, say, the mid-cap, mid-cap whose sales and earnings are growing faster than the average. Okay, there's um, next week when I come on, I'm going to have more clearer definitions for these things for you. But uh, for right now, uh, we're talking about mid-cap growth. It's an ETF, and uh, it just represents an index, and it's the Russell Mid-Cap Growth Index. And it's up 41% over the past five years. Not 41% a year, 41%. Uh, so if you take that out over five years, it's a little over 8%. Uh, compared that to the Russell 1000 growth, 
those are the big companies like Amazon, uh, Facebook, Google, Apple, uh, big, huge companies who are growing their sales really fast. Well, that one's up 75%. Now, for an awful lot of people, I hold that in almost every uh, portfolio that we have. But uh, I didn't think it was going to go up 75% over that time period. And it's been carrying a lot of the other stocks. And I'm looking at the valuation of those companies, how much people are willing to pay for them versus what they would normally sell for if they weren't overvalued. (laughs) They are overvalued, by the way. Not by a ton. It's not like 1999 again. But you could see a time period in those stocks like you've seen in the small caps over the past five years where the returns um, are not nearly as high as they used to be. That's definitely a possibility. The S&P 500, by the way, over that same time period is up 51%, which is the second best. That's the second best. The S&P 500, incidentally, has 50% of the money in the top 50 stocks. So it's not as well diversified as you might think it is. In fact, it and it's extremely volatile too. Uh, so let's see. That was actually the second leading category over the past um, five years. The third leading category was mid cap growth. If you broke the mid cap into down into uh, growth and value, then the uh, growth was up forty one percent. That was pretty good. The value, again, almost all things value or smaller in size didn't do nearly as well. The mid-cap value fund uh, or index over the past five years up almost 18%, not quite. That's that's pretty rough. At some point in time, uh, what tends to happen with mid-cap and smaller cap stocks is when they do put in a good performance year, it, it's normally a really good one, or at least it has been in the past. And oftentimes, they can close that gap between the other indexes inside of six to nine months. And see, the problem with that is by the time people realize that these things are running, the run may, all, may be over. <laughs> Very frustrating, especially if you uh, watch things as closely as I do. It can be horribly frustrating. And that's one of the things that kind of tricks the at-home investor. You know, they look at these five and 10-year return numbers and they go, oh, I'm just going to hold the ones that have done the best. That may work. It may not. And at some point in time, uh, unless you've got a crystal ball that works, holding on to some of these other categories, it may not make sense to you in the short run. This case, over the last four or five years, which is long enough to convince everybody it's going to stay this way forever, at some point in time, those companies, I fully believe, will will close that gap somewhat, even if they don't close it all the way. When you look at traditional valuation um, measurements, like price-to-sales ratio, price-to-earnings ratio, um, price-to-book ratios, all those things, they're significantly cheaper than the companies that have done the best, which makes sense because the companies whose share prices have gone up more should be selling at higher valuations. They should be. And uh, uh, but it'll be interesting to see if and when that turns again, when the small mid caps come roaring back. Uh, next week, I'll put the international markets in there as well. Those are some pretty major indexes. 
they haven't done well in an incredibly long time period. And uh, it's really wild because emerging markets uh, are made up of economies that are growing at two to three times the pace of the United States. I will say, though, that the, the pandemic has probably hurt them more than it's hurt us. They don't have the same amount of infrastructure we do. They don't have the same health care. So that part you know, could be explained, at least in part, by the fact that uh, we've had this pandemic. Anyway, uh, all that uh, doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, you should be able to get a good diversified portfolio um, put together. If you are having trouble, don't know where to go, uh, don't know where to start, you know, then uh, just it's what I do for a living. I'll help you do that. Um, I like to try to keep things as simple as humanly possible, incidentally. And I know a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about probably goes over the head of an awful lot of people. And I apologize for that. It's a uh, it's hard to speak to everybody because everybody's got such different backgrounds. And um, I mean, you could you ask me something about medical, and the only reason I might know something about it is because I'm getting older and going to the doctor more frequently. <laughs> but uh, I'm kidding. I don't know. I I know nothing about a lot of uh, medical stuff. So. I am at the uh, mercy of the healthcare system, uh, just like a lot of people don't have that much of an interest in finance. It's boring. I mean, it is. For an awful lot of people, I, I can see them getting bored to death, and I do not blame them. Uh, it's a tough field. There's an awful lot of stuff that you have to know, but the main things to, to concentrate on are saving. Saving and investing. The, the saving part is more important, and it's um, it's the most important thing that you can do to, to teach your kids or your grandkids is to save money and put money away because you, you can't get back all the years that you're going to get uh, or going to have when you're in your 50s or 60s. Try to make that up. You would have to cut way, way, way back. and um, that's not always that easy. So if, you've, if you're if you at that point and you've made it there, congratulations. I can tell you that you know, uh, the state of America is an awful lot of people probably going to work a little longer than they wanted to um, because, you know, nobody spoke to them about this stuff. And we didn't have the same kind of tools that we have today. I can remember when I first started in the industry, nobody had a computer. I mean, nobody had a computer. They're, they used to call uh, cell phones car phones. Oh, I'm really dating myself here, aren't I? <laughs> but uh, I remember the first car phone I had installed. You had to have it installed in your car. And uh, it was huge. Uh, couldn't take it out of the car. I had to stay it, leave it in the car. And uh, But at least I could make calls from the road. And it's unbelievable how much progress we've made over this time period. And it's not over yet. There's there's so much more that we can do and, and are doing. We're already on track to doing. I, my kids' kids are going to see some stuff, you know, with electricity, and their lifestyles are going to be completely different than ours are. I mean, they'll still be eating food, they'll still be sleeping, uh, but the way that the uh, sources of energy are going to be primarily primarily electric, and it's going to come from all places. You know, I, I know 
in the past when I talked about electric and uh, wind and solar, I would get some nasty emails from some engineers that you know used to work for uh, Ohio Edison and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's not replacing that. That stuff has to be there, and it's going to have to be maintained because we're going to have to build out the, the new, more modern equipment for the increase in electricity. That the demand is going up faster than the population growth in the country, and that's a good thing because almost everything is going to run on electricity in the future. So it it's going to create a ton of jobs. I'm just wondering how we're going to educate all these. Kids come up and, and do that. I hopefully they'll keep supporting the uh, school systems and secondary schools. And I, I think trade schools are. Well, I know they're becoming more uh, favorably uh, thought of, and they should be because we're going to need a ton of them. And if you want to make sure, if you want a kid who doesn't want to go to college, send to electrician school. I'm telling you, send them to electrician school. You could send them to HVAC as well. That would be good. Nobody, oh, uh, Joe out there, I know you're listening. <laughs> he needs them. He needs good help there. He's a uh, HVAC guy. And uh, that, that's never going away. Not as long as you have sun and heat. You know, you got you to cool down sometime. But uh, bottom line is, you know, the world is still changing, still evolving probably faster than it has. You don't really notice it all that much because there's so much news on politics out there. It just kind of drowns everything out. Um, but uh, the advances that we've made and are making are going to bring that next generation, the job opportunities. Life will get, their lives will probably be somewhat easier because the artificial intelligence, the AI that you keep hearing about, they're going to be able to do an awful lot of tasks that some people are doing now. Uh, so it's going to be really important that they get really good educations because they're not going to be able to come out of school uh, with no training and make much more than minimum wage. So that's that's a challenge. I mean, it was kind of getting that way when I got out of school back in the uh, early 80s. And if you had... Uh, a technical degree. Uh, I mean, you do electrical engineering or what, or mechanical engineering. There were, there were lots of jobs for those. I mean, tons. There just weren't enough people there to fill those jobs. There are still lots of jobs in those areas. There aren't as many jobs as there were on factory floors back during those days. And during those days, you could work on a flat factory floor and you can make a really good living um, thanks to the unions. I mean, they They've actually you know, provided a lot for lifestyles of, of middle Americans. Um, don't don't know where that's going to go, but I hear I have a caller on the line, and uh, but don't know who, so I'm just going to. Uh, oh, okay, Joe, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Yeah, hi, Bill. I uh, uh, have a, a thought about uh, REITs. Real estate investment trust. Can you explain a little bit about those things? What they are? Uh, I'm thinking about one that's right now uh, paying about fifteen uh, percent dividend on it. And well, I can uh, tell you, yeah, yeah, I, I know because yep. the fifteen percent dividend is awfully dangerous. Is what you're going to say, or something to that, right? Yeah, 
Well, well here's what, the thing. REITs when, are basically are all about. Yep. Well, Real Estate Investment Trust, that's what the REIT stands for. That's an acronym. And right. uh, so REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust. There are tons of different types out there. I mean, there've got to be well over a thousand. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if you want to send me the symbol of what you're thinking about, I'll look it up and I'll send you a report on it. Okay. Oh, great. Um, yeah, because uh, now that you've uh, brought it up, 12% a lot, especially in an environment where CDs are, you know, paying like four. Uh, some of the, if you get a really good CD, which by the way you got to check every six months because they give you a five percent rate for six months and then they drop it like a rock. <laughs> so you got to see, you have to stay on top of that stuff. But the uh, uh, yeah, I would be glad to take a look at it and I'll send you. I have a database that covers every listed uh, security, and the REIT is probably publicly traded. Um, if, or, or owned by the public, and if it's not, then uh, it's a private um, deal, and uh, you can I can still get information. It's just a lot harder, but uh, oh. it's publicly yeah. charted. And here's what they do, by the way: they take they take money and uh, they raise money, uh, and oftentimes they'll go out and build projects or they'll buy projects that are already there. Hey, you know what? I've only got about thirty seconds. Can you hang on for the next commercial break? I'll, I'll listen to you off the air, Bill. Thank you, sir. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. Yep, this is Bill Bullington right here on fourteen twenty. Got to take a real quick commercial break. I'll be right back. Stay tuned and uh, roll the commercial. <laughs> Looking out my window, feeling the crescendo, sunset on a quiet sea. Sitting with the ones that I'll forever love, we're waiting on a flash of green. And even when the nights got cold, you've always held me close. You're the only rock that I could The straight talking, hard work, and do it right plumbers at Wyatt Works will unclog your drain for only $93. Or it's free. What's the catch? There's never a catch with Wyatt Works. I'd rather starve than do business that way. We really will break up your clog and get your water flowing again for $93. Plus, we'll send a camera down the line so you can see exactly what you're dealing Most with. Most of the time, clog busting's all you need. Wallakadoodle. Back to your regularly scheduled life with a 12-month no-backup guarantee. If your drain line needs more, we'll explain all the options, including flexible payments and guaranteed estimates. And on the off chance clog busting can't get your drain flowing, our service call is free. You'll still get upfront pricing on solutions to your problem, but with no initial service fee. That's on us. Either we deliver on our promise clog busting, or it's free. So don't put up with half solutions or slow or clogged drains. Call why it works and consider it done license number 30185 no doubt about it we're spending more time at home which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful hi ed flash Ferrance here for artistic renovations northeast ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016 and last year they were back for the master bath oh my word do yourself a favor and go to artisticreno.com. believe me you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product for a virtual consultation call two. 216-520-0838 or visit artisticreno.com. 
Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owners sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. All right. Well, hey, we're back. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. And uh, I have a, a guest coming on today, and I think she's on the phone now. And uh, her name is Barb Anderson. Barb, are you there? I sure am. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Glad to uh, be able to get you guys a little publicity there. Barb is the uh, uh, head of a, a charity that one of my clients brought to my attention. And uh, um, I just want to... Uh, you know, Barbara, I'm going to let you explain what it is you guys do. Oh, do you mind? Sure, I'll be glad to. Um, I the name of the organization, the official name, is Another Chance of Ohio, but I think most people know it as the Free Store. And what we do there, we're located in Slavic Village, right off of Broadway on East 65th Street, and anything that's donated to us. Clothing, furniture, appliances. Matter of fact, my daughter says we take everything from bobby pins to boats. And believe it or not, we have actually had two boats donated to us. <laughs> we were able oh, to, to one to a school and one to a nonprofit, a new nonprofit that was going to te- teach young people how to fish. And so those oh, boats nice. came in very, very handy. And they were glad that's, to receive them for no cost. But anything that's right. donated, we make available. We clean it up, straighten it up, and we uh, um, display it in our store, free store. Uh, people can call and come in and shop um, for the clothing. We also put things outside uh, for those people. And, Bill, we've been in business for 30 years, and there are some people who shop wow. weekly who have never wow been inside the store. Wow. That's amazing. Outside. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, now that now that I know, I, I, I have a problem with my uh, lower back. Okay? And oh. so I have to buy new shoes like every three to six months, depending on how long it takes for me to break down. And, and I'm a big guy, <laughs> so oh I'm heavy. I'll break the shoes down. I got a bunch of shoes that look new. <laughs> I'll have to bring them over. Oh, and, uh, 
Well, they certainly would benefit, um, I'm sure, a few people, and that would be so gracious. We also have, you know, outside we also have the food pantry, um, and in the food pantry they're allowed to shop all day because, of course, we're open from 10 to 2. However, people need to eat before 10, and sometimes they need to eat after 2, and so we put things in. Entry so that they can go in and assist themselves any time of the day and any day of the week. Wow, that is so nice. Do you guys have a website? Yes, we do. And uh, it is another chance of Ohio. Look at me scurrying to find out what the name of it because we have a new one, a new website now. And uh, sometimes I can't remember. <laughs> Oh, we'll have you back on the show so you don't have to. <laughs> we can uh, for, uh, go over for, it. For, you know, they can do another chance of Ohio at uh, www.anotherchanceohio.com. Okay. Com. That sounds yeah. good. And uh, the new yeah. one, I, we'll make sure you get that too. Right. Yeah, we'll have you back on uh, every once in a while if you wouldn't mind calling in. That, oh, that'd be really I'm good. I'm doing that. <laughs> Yeah. That would be a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. I'm going to have to come out and uh, check out the store. How, are, uh, do you work from home or do you work in the store? No, most of the time, if I'm not in the store, it usually means I'm out doing a pickup. Um, okay. Because we do actually have the means to do a pickup um, when it's furniture and appliances. We don't pick up the smaller things, but furniture and appliances, right. we do. Uh, a pickup, or if it's quite a bit, and sometimes I have my seniors who can't make it to the store, and I'll go definitely and do a pickup from them. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. right. Well, that is fantastic. That is awesome. And so it's called Another Chance of Ohio. Right. What's the street address? Okay, it's 2974 East 65th Street, and our telephone number there is 216. 216- Three four one eight seven three three. All right, that and number again. I'm just going to. Yes, two one six three four one eight seven three three. And I did give you the another chance of Ohio dot com, but let me also website another chance of Ohio dot web flow dot io. Okay. Web flow dot io. Yes. And so you Great. can always. So me. I look forward to coming back on the show and sharing some things with you. We're having our huge bike giveaway on um, the 20th of this month, and so we look forward to doing that. We know we have at least 50 bikes, most of them donated by your friend. And wow. Yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming and taking the time to come on the show. We'll have to have you check in with us every once in a while and let us know how things are going. And if somebody wanted to uh, donate a bike, is that, are they too late for that? Or oh, of course not. Able- of course not. Uh, we, okay. we give the bikes away all year, but uh, this is just our big, uh, since we have such a huge accumulation, we just want to make sure that people get a chance to ride and exercise uh, during this uh, summer. And so we yeah. want to make sure the kids get them before they get out of school. Right. Oh, that is so nice. That is great. And uh, well, I re- like I said, I really appreciate you coming on the show. 
And that's another chance of Ohio. Uh, dot webflow. Dot com, or is it just dot eb? No, dot io. Okay. Okay. All right. Another chance of Ohio. Enjoyed the music, okay? Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sounds good. I, I don't have any choice in picking it, but uh, I, they do ask me occasionally. But you know, I, I, it, it's really somebody else is uh, doing that. But I appreciate you uh, that the nice comment. So well, very, you, very uplifting. Thank you. Uh, uh, thanks. We'll have a good weekend, and we will be talking to you soon. Okay. Thank you very much, Bill. Have a great time. Okay. Bye bye. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. Okay, and I think I have a question from Marvin. He's got a uh, question for Bill. Marvin, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello. Okay. Um, Bill, two questions. Uh, First of all, do you think they're going to resolve this debt ceiling issue? And number two, if it doesn't get resolved... What do you think the worst case scenario is going to be for you know the market and uh, people's investments? Um, if it didn't get resolved, there will be a lot of volatility. I mean, you're going to see some fluctuation. The chances of it not getting resolved are relatively small. I can't tell you how many times I've actually gone through this in my lifetime, and they always use it to try to get you know their way. And I I don't think that Congress is actually dumb enough to actually go into default. Now, they may prove me wrong, (laughs) but uh, that would, you'll see a whole new Congress and a whole new Senate should something like that go through. I mean, they'll just vote these people right out of office. Uh, But uh, because it would be, it'd be very bad. I mean, uh, but the reality is, by the way, they may uh, settle for an extension and just push it out a little further. I wouldn't. I, I could see that happening. If you start to get runs on banks from people just getting nervous, and I, I'm not so sure that you know that's going to happen all that much. I mean, it could. The Fed would have to step up and do the same thing they did with these other banks. And I believe they would. And the result of this all is higher inflation. Because they will build back those losses into the future prices and interest rates. And uh, it's, you know those, those costs are going to get passed along right to us. So in the long run, the result of this is it's always been higher inflation. I mean, you think about how much things cost today versus how much they cost you know, 10 years ago. How much did they cost 10 years ago versus the 10 years before that? It's just this, it, you know, it's like a, a broken record. It's uh, wash, rinse, repeat. And, uh, uh, or in other words, what wash, rinse, repeat. So I don't know how far they'll go. I don't think anybody does. Um, we have complete control and can fix the problem. They just have to agree on who's going to get what. And if they don't agree until the deadline passes, they can actually push that deadline out again. And uh, so it's just what they're trying to do, and it it makes a lot of people upset. And I I get it. Uh, 
Um, these things are important. One of the things you really don't want to do is have massive inflation, because that is just so hard to deal with. And um, it's, you can deal with it. It's just not easy. And uh, so hopefully they get together and uh, are able to hammer some things out and come to the table. But man, it's, uh, it's always been tough. It, it's never been easy. And every time uh, it happens again, you know, it scares everybody the same way it did all the other times it's ever happened. And so in the long run, the result is probably going to be they'll settle it. And in the long run, in, in, inflation is going to be the issue. But I guess uh, I hope that helps. I don't uh, uh, nobody actually knows exactly how it's going to play out until it's actually too late to do anything about it. Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, I think I'm. I don't think it's going to collapse the stock market, though. Yeah, I got it. Okay, all right, Bill. Thanks very much. I hear your show's coming. Thank you. All right. Yep. Have a good weekend. Well, you've been listening to Bill Bullington for the last hour. Hopefully, something has helped. Uh, If you have any questions regarding your own personal financial situation, please feel free to give me a call. Number is three three zero six six four zero seven hundred. You can also go to my website. It's bullingtoncapital.com. There's a contact us page. I do have to tell you, I don't know what's been going on in the past since the pandemic, but since everybody's laid all these people off, you may be better off just calling uh, 330-664-0700. And, uh, um, everybody have a good week, good investing, and good luck. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.